Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Freedom Warrior podcast. My name is Selena Kulkarni and I help business owners catapult their income from property through unconventional strategies. So guys, today what I want to do is actually break down one of the biggest myths that I've witnessed in my 25 year career as a chartered accountant. Um, You know, have you ever been told that you need a high income to grow your wealth? You know, I've certainly been told that many times, but what I want to do today is unpack for you what I believe to be a complete myth. Um, We are a nation that edifies high income. uh, And we're told that if we don't make uh, high income, then our chances of achieving financial freedom before retirement age are slim to none. Um, What I would say is that I've never had a particularly high income, but I've been good at a few key things that I want to unpack for you today, which has shown me how to amplify whatever income I had in order to create um, greater financial uh, means than people with much higher income than me. So yeah, what I want to do today is I want to break down the hidden truth behind what it really takes to accumulate wealth and why income is not the limiting factor. So the starting point of where I want to kind of aim today's discussion is to really kind of reveal to you, first and foremost, um, of the hundreds of investors that I've worked with, the starting point is always the same. It's about looking at people's numbers. For me, numbers have always told a great story. And when you pull back the curtain and you start to analyze, you know, where are you spending your money? What are you earning? Uh, You know, how are you allocating funds to investing? What are you purchasing? you start to get some cut through and insight into what it is that people are doing well and not so well. And one of the things that I feel that, you know, I've witnessed time and time again is there's a there's a huge disconnect between how well people are uh, thinking they're doing, how, how well they perceive they're doing and how well they're actually doing. What I've found time and time again is that um, high income earners are often the worst at converting that into wealth. And the reason for that is that as their income has grown from whenever they've started their business or or entered the workforce, um, they have, instead of becoming better stewards of their money, trying to maintain a slower gradient of, you know, uh, expense in terms of lifestyle, uh, they've actually, you know, their, their lifestyle cost and their income have sort of grown in parallel, or in some cases, the lifestyle cost has begun to exceed the income and, you know, people get into all sorts of hot water with personal debts and leases and, and things like that. So I guess the the first uh, thing that I want to really emphasize is this idea that it, it isn't what you earn, it's how effectively you create surplus. That is step number one. If, if you earn half a million dollars, if you earn a million dollars, if you earn $80,000, if you do not have the capacity to create surplus in order to fuel your investing, you are always going to be behind the eight ball. Now, the reason I say this is that it's it's really easy to look at people who uh, have uh, you know high incomes. They have great cars, great houses. They take big holidays, and it's immediately uh, obvious to people who look that oh wow, they must be rich. Um, I hear kids say it all the time. My kids certainly have said that when they. When they see a Ferrari or something, you know, plush, they go, wow, that person must be really wealthy. But I've schooled my children in this concept that you should never judge a book by its cover. And I've worked with countless people who have fantastic cars and houses who, if their income stream were to dry up, 
in the next month, two months, three months, they would seriously be floundering and they don't have much behind them other than some, uh, you know, one or two fancy assets to really carry them through. So what I would say is that um, step one is it doesn't matter what you earn. If you have the luxury of a high income, then count your blessings and use that high income to fuel your investing. If you are concerned that you're not doing a great job of this, find someone to help you on that path. The second piece that I want to really emphasize is that it's really critical that you, you get good at amplifying your surplus into capital. Now, in the Australian market, we have had a long love affair with property and there's no question in my mind having uh, run, you know, countless different, you know, wealth strategies, that property is single-handedly the most effective investment vehicle for creating wealth after business perhaps. Um, now, you know, I'm not arguing that the highest ROI that um, a good, astute entrepreneur can get is inside of their business, but it's super important from a diversification and stability point of view to be generating income outside of your business. It, you know, there's so many facets to that and I could talk for an entire podcast episode on that topic alone. But needless to say, if you have a, a, um, a number of income streams that are coming to you from outside of your business, then that in itself creates a pretty robust um, exit ramp if and when you want to do it. And it ultimately, you know, that freedom to choose whether you work, that freedom to choose whether you work in your business or not is super, super important. So just to emphasize again, the second part, you have to get really good at amplifying your surplus income into capital. Now, obviously using leverage to purchase things like property is really helpful, provided you're choosing the right properties. So one of the things I would really advocate on that front is to really stay in control of the assets you buy. Do not tolerate lemons in your portfolio. Demand that your assets, if they're not delivering you cash flow, demand that they deliver you capital. Um, you know, one of the things that I see um, in a lot of high net worth uh, portfolios is a lot of lazy capital, a lot of big fat lazy pandas, meaning assets that maybe have a high value, they may be leveraged, they may not be leveraged, but they are doing nothing for you. They are neither delivering you capital nor are they delivering you cash flow. So get clarity on this idea of are you amplifying your income into capital effectively? The third kind of piece of this puzzle as far as, you know, it's not about what you earn is this idea that the that what will deliver financial freedom sooner for you is your capacity to convert that capital into assets that generate cash flow. If you are high net worth on paper, but you are cash starved, and I can tell you there are so many successful business owners who are uh, tied with apron strings to their business because they don't have any other source of income that they can rely on. They may have a portfolio of investment properties. They may have a great share portfolio, whatever it is. But unless those assets deliver cash flow, then you are always going to be floundering around this concept of financial freedom. You are always going to be relying on a high ticket sale price for your business. And 
So you'll reach a point at some point where your net worth on paper is pretty darn good. And uh, while that's great, if you don't have um, access to knowledge of an ability to harness investments which start to deliver you double-digit returns in terms of cash flow, then you are always going to be floundering. Traditional property is great for building capital in Australia, but it is terrible for delivering cash flow. Even commercial property, which has had um, you know a lot of popularity in recent times because of the higher cash flow, um, you know, still you're in single low single digit net returns, um, which again brings a lot of business owners full circle back to this idea of well, why would I take my money out of my business because that's my highest ROI. But I guess what I want to convey is that this is a time more than any other to be thinking about unconventional opportunities, investing outside of mainstream where you can earn double-digit returns. So, you know, I think I, I just really want to emphasize this idea that, you know, you needing high income to generate financial freedom years, if not decades, sooner than the norm is just a myth. It, it is so not true. And I have worked with so many people who've had a fairly modest income who've managed to, to follow that pathway. Number one, they learn to exhibit great stewardship and create surplus. Number two, they learn how to amplify it into capital. And when they reach a minimum effective capital level, we're not talking about crazy tens of millions here. When you, when you have a reasonable capital base, then you can start to turn the dial towards adding in investments which will deliver you the income. And that is the pathway to financial freedom. It's not about the high income. High income by itself will give you the luxury of having a great lifestyle if that's what you value most. But if you're playing the long game, if you are genuinely looking for exit ramps from your business, from your work sooner rather than later, you need to understand that that is the journey of someone who is going to, um, you know, break convention and retire well before the age of 65. So anyway, guys, um, you know, tell me, you know, if you have a friend, if you have a member of your family, if you have a colleague who struggles with this idea of, you know, feeling like they they need that high income to create uh, wealth. If so, please make sure you tag them in this podcast, share this podcast, tag them in this video so that they can understand that there is a simpler pathway. Selena Kulkarni signing off for this podcast, but if you're interested in, in creating financial freedom more rapidly, please head over to my website, freedomwarrior.com.au, where you can access my library of articles, resources, and other information to help you on your journey to financial freedom. Take care.